Hello, and welcome to Two Schools of Thought. This is Nick Roby. We got our bud, Chad Sicada. Chad, how's it going tonight? What's up? Man, so good to be back. Sorry to all of you friendly people out there. It's been a crazy month. It's been a crazy month, but here we are. I know. And, and just like that, it's November. So <laughs> it's it has been an interesting fall. I will say that. So yeah, thanks for listening, guys. So excited we can be back on a little bit more of a regular schedule now. You know, as you know, life happens sometimes, guys, and can't always do it in the way we want to, but it's okay. We're here. There's college football in the air. Let's talk it's about November. it. Yeah. November's for contenders, right? November's for contenders. Yeah, as we're recording this, the college football playoff committee's first rankings come out on Tuesday night, so we don't know those yet. So right. we are our first week of those. And so, of course, they were very glad to remind me that my team is not going to be in for the first week. And I was like, really? Like, you just have to get every stat in there just to remind me that. Thank you, Brett McMurray. Hey, in case you forgot. It's not wrong. to play offense. Like, I get it. Like, just bring it, just bring it on. Just bring it on. It's fine. Just, just so you know, Twitter remembers everything. And you will have to listen to Dabo's postgame speeches in the future just remember he collects all these things so oh man yeah Frank. twitter never forgets but neither does davos meeting <laughs> don't, don't you think he, he remembers um so yeah so glad to be back we're post halloween we got all our candy i will say just as a fun fact being a dad of a small child who doesn't fully understand what candy is yet but still doing trick-or-treating there's a sweet spot there that i didn't realize until last night I've really enjoyed some candy today, so I, I've got to say that. It's dangerous, Nick. I mean, it's dangerous. Yeah. We, live in a, we live in a neighborhood where uh, – we live in this great little neighborhood, and um, it's first year here. We just moved in uh, over the summer, and we said, man, this is going to be great. We're going to love going trick-or-treating with our boys. we got two little boys uh, dressed up as ninjas. Super awesome. They were real, they were real fierce. But, um, but I tell you what, there was – very few kids out trick-or-treating in our neighborhood. And uh, and it felt like everybody whose house we then went to that was handing out candy, which mm. was a shockingly low amount also. But the houses we went to, Nick, they were giving giant handfuls of their candy to my kids. They We lived in a, in a previously lived in a neighborhood where the houses were a little closer together. And people from outside of our neighborhood came to our neighborhood yeah. Because it was easy trick or treating, we got twice as much candy last night as we've ever gotten. It's dangerous as a dad, man. It, it is dangerous. Yeah, I yeah. That's it's the dad bot thing's real. I gotta say because it's from situations like this. Because also, my wife can only have certain my candy because she's she's gluten free. So then it becomes oh, on me yeah. for the good of the family. That I have right. to eat the Snickers bar. Otherwise, it gets thrown away. And who wants that? No one wants yeah, that. Yeah, you can't have that. I mean, there's 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 starving kids out there, right? So you gotta eat all the candy. Yeah. <laughs> so just saying, it's um it's a real thing. Um, it's it, it was really fun for real. It was really fun. But That's all. what what did your little girl what she dress up as? We were Cinderella, which uh, was it was, I mean, it was pretty fun. It was pretty much Cinderella. I was Prince Charming. It was great. If you ever want to see a large man in a in a zip up sleeper, the things you do, you know, 
It was really can we, comfortable. Can we post that? Can we post that for our fans? For yeah, our listeners? I mean, yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think they want to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. Okay. okay. So it's it's pretty fun. I gotta say, being a six eight man, and we'll get into college football. I promise. But kids, <laughs> kids, kids. It's underrated how comfy like kids' clothes are that they don't then replicate those for like adult people. Yes. Like, can we just talk about that? Like That's real. it's so soft. It's ridiculous. And so <laughs> I just want as a six, eight man, just have a onesie to sleep in. You know what I mean? Just to be tucked in secure. Just have feel you, safe. Have you check target. Comfy. Yeah. I mean, I target target, but like, listen, Chad, I'm like always a little bit bigger than everybody else. So it's like, <laughs> they're, they'd be like capris on me if they have footies. And so it's a thing. It's just, you know, Anyway, I digress. I can have a TED talk about this, but <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah, we'll we'll get into some college football. They came here for the rankings, so <laughs> so. But for real, we just it's just parts of being a dad. It's really fun. It's really fun if you get that opportunity. So, but yes, so we have been doing. If you've been t- paying attention or gotten to see every week, we're doing college football rankings, our own version, because we want to put our two cents into this crazy mix and wanted to come up with our own rankings. So this is there's not enough polls out there. There's not enough polls out there, but this is, you know, you know, distinguish them out. So, but this is a top 20 poll. um, Remember if, if, if you forgot. And so we wrote for top 20, there's a group of us, a committee, if you will, a select this group of people coming together to talk about college football. So top 20, um, I'm going to release these Chad, uh, no one, this is for week 10. Chad does not know these. We know the AP poll, but Chad does not know these. He's going to react as we talk about them. Come so on. Chad, if you're ready, I'm ready. We're going to start and we're going to start off with a tie. We have a tie for <laughs> right 19th, off right off the bat tie for 19th. We have coastal Carolina sneaking back in and Houston Hello. with the win over SMU. They both are tied at 19. Then we have Kentucky with 25 points. And then rounding up the top uh, five first in, we have BYU with a win over Virginia, 28 points. And then UTSA with their first ever Ooh. jump in. They jump all the way to 16. Don't so, let those coyotes get them. I know. It's a reference for you young kids out there. <laughs> Love it. Um, so, yeah, they were in there. And I'll even give this out now. We have Iowa, Pittsburgh. SMU and Iowa State were all dropped from the rankings. So already off the bat, we had four people out, four people in. How do you feel about those first five? Hey, you know what? I really like BYU. Um, I think uh, I think I think they are stronger than we probably realize. They they always seem to do that, you know. But it's always a, a you know it's a toss up on on quality of play, quality of opponent, right? Uh, I'll say what I don't. I don't agree with Pitt dropping from the rankings. And I know um, they also dropped out of the AP top 25. So not only are they out of our top 20, they're out of the AP top top 25. And I kind of think that's ridiculous. Um, I think Miami's playing real good ball and, um, and, and, and Pitt, I mean, Kenny Pickett threw 500 yards. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, You know, I, I think it's a little ridiculous that they got dropped from rankings. Um, but, you know, love love seeing the Roadrunners up there. Come on. Yeah, I love it. And, and I think 
Yeah, and and I think that's the thing that makes this hard too is that for someone else to come in, obviously it's not as simple as like, well, so and so should be sixteen. It's like, well, somebody's has got to fill that that spot. And obviously the team, the teams that are winning are going to keep fitting it in there. But for the record, I had Pittsburgh at sixteen instead, and I actually had them above UTSA, so I didn't have yeah. them in there. I, I will say the ACC is down, and so across the board, they're not going to get as much. In the in these kind of polls, as I think some, as as everybody else, but I will say Miami beat both NC State and Pittsburgh back to back, which are no slouch teams this year, and teams no. that both Clemson's lost to. So I'm just saying, I I agree. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh should be ranked. They were they would have been 22nd if we had if we had done this all the way out there. Yeah, but I digress. Yeah, BYU is interesting. I never know what to really what to do with them. I'm not as high on them as you are. Just because I've seen, like, they lost to Boise and they've had some really bad games, but I mean, I, I get, I get why they're up there, but yeah, that that's what's next. Give me, give me the next five. Okay, next five. Um, let's see. We have Old Miss coming in at fifteen, even though they lost to Auburn at forty with forty-seven mm-hmm. points. Then we jump Texas A&M fourteen, Baylor thirteen, Auburn twelve, Oklahoma State. 11. So we have Oklahoma State, Auburn, Baylor, Texas A&M, Ole Miss. Way too low for Baylor. I think Baylor is proving to continue to get better each and each week. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're doing some some pretty fun things. They're getting after it. And um, I, I think it's I think it's too low. I do. I think 13 is too low. Or, or 12, sorry. Mm-hmm. Right. They're 13, 13, 13, 13. Where, yeah. where, where, where would you put them instead of this? I think I'd probably put them in nine, nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they only have one loss and, and one Auburn, loss. Auburn has two losses. Auburn has a couple of big wins, but right. That that's, that's where you get into the, yeah. the whole semantic. I'm right. just curious. What's better a, a close loss or a good loss versus a, you know, not great win, whatever, you know, all that. Sort I, of I would guys. say Oklahoma state's kind of one of those teams. It's hard to know what to do with. Same personally, yep. personally, I don't think I put Oklahoma State as high as some other people. Um, because I feel better about Baylor, but that's I mean, we're talking in these points wise, Oklahoma State is 83 points, Baylor has 72, and Auburn had 80, 82. So it's it's and AM had 71. So we're within a, a range of like about 12, 13 points, you know, and you get yeah. one point for every uh ranking higher. So like you get 20 for first and 19 for second, and so on and so on. So within that range, you're only talking about a range of about 12, 13 points separating four teams. So there, there was a lot of different people back and forth with that. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be against that, I think. I'd be interested to see, of all of our contributors, uh, the spread on where some of those teams were. Um, I, I would imagine there's some pretty large uh, discrepancies in, in placements on that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know for sure. Just to analyze that, it's it, it's very interesting to see where we go from there. Um, okay, top five, top or top top the next five within the top ten. We have number ten Notre Dame, ninety four points. Nine Michigan, one hundred five. Close loss to Michigan State, making it to the top ten. Number eight Wake Forest at one fifteen, eight zero. Seven Oregon, one twenty seven. Six Alabama at 127. 
So we have Alabama, who was four, but that was very close between those top teams last week. I was about to say. It was was razor thin. We're talking about like a point or two differential. Right, right. Um, So Alabama, Oregon, Wake Forest, Michigan, Notre Dame. So it feels very... Midwest and and that and then in Wake Forest, um, which is very interesting to me. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? I I I don't think I disagree with the with those five. I, I like where all those teams are. Um, I texted you um, the other day. I said, "Can you imagine uh, if Kenneth Walker had not transferred oh from Wake Forest?" I. But then it's like then it brings the question of like, does him going to Michigan State did that unleash his ability? Potentially, you know? potentially. potentially. But he I probably mean, has a better run blocking line at uh, in East Lansing than he did uh, in Winston Salem. So, but still, I mean, we're talking about like a potential Heisman candidate. We're talking about Wake potential Forest. Heisman winner, right? I mean, well, I was just you know, <laughs> you know, giving some interest. But like them with Wake Forest and the way this offense has been going, I mean, that's a juggernaut. And if Wake Forest has a different name across the jersey, they'd be being talked about a lot more. I will say yes. that's where we start getting into this. I Wake Forest at seven, truthfully, because I'm like, I don't care who you are. When you're eight and oh, nine and oh, like it yeah. can look pretty, yeah. all those other things. When you're undefeated, that's in of itself. And uh, scoring how many points they're scoring. Yeah. I know the defense is not as great as we would like it to be and all this other stuff. Hartman's like throwing dimes out there. Like these Hartman guys are play. awesome. Yeah. And with is without Walker, who was like leading Michigan State to a win over Michigan. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the the butterfly effect of uh of Walker transferring from Wake Forest is pretty ridiculous right now. Pretty ridiculous, yeah. I feel like. You know, yeah, so I, it, it'd be a totally different world, I think, if if Walker doesn't go to, to Michigan State because I mean, he is he's a dynamic player, right? So, I, I feel like with this, Alabama is an art, very arguable team right now, but for me personally, I Alabama's loss to an unranked Texas and AM team, you have to hold that against them mm-hmm. based on how you would hold it to other people. You know, yes. and so I think that's a differential for me when I look at these. We're talking about these margins, you know, like it's not right. like these crazy margins. But if we're, if we're really talking about that for me, then that's why I put, you know, Michigan State and other teams higher because when you lose to unranked an unranked team, and I'll say that for my team, we lo- we've lost a couple, like, you know, we lost one. So it, you get really punished for that. So I'm okay with that. Um, we got top five if you're ready for that. Chad. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it, baby. Number five are your Buckeyes with 148 okay. points. Number four, Michigan State, 149 points. So we're talking about how close these are. Michigan State, 149. Ohio State, 148. Alabama, 146. So these that are like accurate. They're very thin, very thin margins. Number three, Oklahoma. All right. Which means that we're you're starting to fill in the blanks. Number two, Cincinnati at one sixty four, and unanimously Georgia was number one. I feel For all sure. this talk is happening in Georgia. Sure. Georgia's one. Georgia's right. one. Um, so, how do you feel overall? Top five. I I have no qualms. That's not necessarily how I voted. 
Uh, but I have no qualms with that order in the top five. I really don't. Yeah. I, same here. I think we're, we're differentiating between what we focus on. And that's what's interesting about bringing in people is we each focus on different things within yeah. this, but I'll be really curious to see you break down your, your top six. But for me, that's, yeah, it's, I, I don't have any disagreement with how that's going for sure. Yeah. Um, do you, uh, do you have your top six you want to share? Yeah. So my top six, um, Georgia number one, for sure. Um, I think I try and do my rankings a little bit on, um, like I- I'm going to penalize you for an unranked loss versus a ranked loss. Um, I do like to look at how teams are playing. I, I think I probably do end up factoring in, you know, kind of that, that very subjective, I know, I know, but the, the eye test thing. Um, so I think I do that a little bit more, but also if I look at like, who did you beat, you know, and what's your schedule look like? Uh, I, I am a big fan of that, uh, that game control uh, kind of, uh, characteristic or, or quality sure. that they're um, sure. talking about a lot lately. And so um, on the outside looking in of my top four, I've got uh, Alabama at six and I've got Oklahoma at five. Um, mm-hmm. And again, obviously, like I said, the differentiation there being um, Oklahoma's undefeated, Alabama's one loss and their one loss to was at the time an unranked team. Uh, who up to that point had not played very well. You know, I know we've joked in the past about AM playing possum on everybody, but uh, they, they've certainly found their stride since beating Alabama. Um, so that makes that loss look a little bit, uh, you know, better, mm-hmm. quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But again, one loss there. Oklahoma, though, struggled with their game control. So that's why they're outside of the top four. Um, my mm-hmm. number four is uh, Sparty. Uh, in East Lansing, um, they've got one of the best um, wins now of the whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, you got the Bearcats, uh, and and I would say I, I probably would have had them too, but the past two weeks they've they've struggled with mm-hmm. how they've looked. They haven't looked mm-hmm. sharp. Uh, they've gotten the job done, but they just haven't done it in the way that we we thought they were mm-hmm. going to. Uh, number two. I've got the Bucks. Um, I think they have been playing obviously very well. Now, you know, admittedly, it's not a murderer's row mm-hmm. right there, but they've been doing what you should do, right? They're doing to teams what you want a top contender to do. They were putting teams away mm-hmm. 50 to 10, you know, and mm-hmm. um, and Georgia's number one. They've stayed number one. I think their defense is insane. Um, and I think, I think the, the, uh, the casual college football fan should by far be hoping to watch the Ohio state offense uh, go against that Georgia defense. I mean, it, it is the classic immovable, immovable object versus unstoppable force um, battle right there. I, I think that matchup would be so, so fun. Um, yeah. So um Yeah. So that, that, that's my top six. What do you got, Nick? What, what do you think about uh, mine? Huh? Do you like it? I, do you I, not? You, you know, I, you I like Tigers up there at number one. You know, it's fine, Chad. Just it's fine. No, they're not in my top twenty. Clemson not receive a vote. I'm happy we just beat Florida State. So 
I'm I'm great. We'll we'll be back. It's fine. We're in this yeah. long haul. Yeah. Um, I overall I like I, I get where you're coming from. I like all of it. Probably the biggest one I have is Ohio State. Um, at two, I like them, but obviously you like them more than I do. I would say I I'm. You'll see in my rankings, I have I have them lower. Um, just because of that loss at home to Oregon, and Oregon hasn't looked as strong as we had hoped for. And so for me, it's not it, it's it's obviously who you play, but then how do those teams then continue to play mm-hmm. on top of that? Um, but I would say Oregon's better than AM. And so th- there's some things like that too. I would say I don't I was higher on Penn State at the beginning of the year. I have I have sold all my stock and whatever <laughs> I can sell in Penn State. So I was like, don't try to Literally, like, I sent Chad this when they're like, can Penn State at 18.5-point favorite beat Ohio State or whatever this? And I literally just texted Chad, and I said, no. But that, that, was, that was it. That was the whole – that was this week. That was um, it. But I just think, like, for me, like, I, I, I wasn't as enthusiastic about the win for them. I mean, it's, Penn State's going to get up and try to play for that game. I get that. But whenever you allow Illinois – to beat you at home. Yes. Do I know that the rules are, do I like the rules for the overtime? No, I can't stand the new overtime rules, but should you be tied with Illinois at home? No. So you also put yourself in that situation, Penn state. So listen, they've got a lot of things to go. And if I were a Penn state fan, I'd be really frustrated. I totally get it. I think there's, I think the frustrating part, just side note for them is that they've got so much talent that it's like, Similar to me, to me, it's like the talent's there. We just can't put it together. Like, I want to like a team like Penn State, but I think I get frustrated yeah. with like, they just can't always come, come it together. So for me, huh. for me, I, I guess I'm still kind of waiting. Like, I, I'm really excited to see Ohio State with Michigan State, with Michigan. I feel confident. Like, I think you're going to beat them. I think the big match, I'm really curious to see how you guys do with Michigan State. I think that's mm-hmm. the game in the East. That's To me, that's the Big Ten title. Like that's it. That's Absolutely. the game. Because whoever Absolutely. wins that game, like you're you're rolling through everybody else. Like yeah. so that's why. So I maybe a little bit more recency with this. I really valued um undefeated. So I'll go through mine really quick and we can talk about it. But mm-hmm. I had Georgia one, Michigan State two, Cincinnati three, uh Oklahoma four, Ohio State five, Alabama six, and just for fun, I put Wake Forest seven, just for ACC people. There you go. So, you ever thought in, in your world that Alabama and, and Wake Forest would be ranked right next to each other? Yeah, I can make it happen. But, <laughs> but for real, I mean, Georgia, Georgia's like defense is incredible. I will say the one thing for them is the quarterback play is very interesting to see with them down the road. But I mean, they're clearly number one. Michigan State, I mean, the way that they won and came back to me, and you beat a top 10 team. Is it at home? Yes. But to me, they've just been building. And for me, this weekend was just such a culmination of, okay, this team, this team's legit. And we have to be paying attention to them. And, and like you said, Cincinnati, I, they're beating who they're supposed to, but also you shouldn't be beating Tulane by just two points, you know, like, like they've been letting people around for too long. And if they're really trying, so when you're trying to differentiate between rankings and it's also a little bit of future of like who would actually beat the other team, you know? So it's like, if you're really, you're really going between that Oklahoma, they're the most like all over the place undefeated team. So seriously, yeah, you're picking hairs, but they're still winning. You know what I mean? Like if they were to lose, I would drop them probably 
maybe even out of the top 10. Like that's how, that's how they're kind of feeling yeah. to me, yeah. but they could all yeah. put it together and look amazing. Yeah. And then, and I just like Ohio state better than I do Alabama. I think Alabama's a little bit more um, rocky than we're giving them credit for. So, I mean, we're honestly splitting hairs. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out like where I'm putting people. I would say it's not the easiest job right now. So no. I, I will say that I'll be very curious to see with the rankings tomorrow night, but I just, I really liked Michigan state after this weekend. Yeah. And, and, just, and I tell you what, I I've been texting a couple of buddies. Um, they're the team that scares me the most in the East in, in the whole conference. Uh, they've got obviously what I'm going to go ahead and say is the, is the best running back in the country. Like mm-hmm. probably not a, not a debate there. There shouldn't be. Um, after what, what he did uh, to the Wolverines and um, but then, you know, Peyton Thorne, um, yeah, he has some turnover issues at times, but he's still just he's he reminds me, I say who he reminds me, he reminds me of of the <laughs> just all of the Penn State quarterbacks for basically the past 20 years that they uh, that all that all the talking heads love to describe as he's got moxie. Um it's, it's know, a, it's, it's a, I love that word because it's like it describes it and not describes it at the same time. Exactly. You know, the classic. Mm. <laughs> classic talking heads, you know, and they say, yeah, oh, that Penn State quarterback, he's got moxie. Trace McSorley, he's got moxie. And you're like, what? what is moxie? But I think Peyton Thorne, he's kind of got that. He doesn't get rattled. I mean, I think he threw two picks on Saturday. They, they, were, they were down big early, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they've got some receivers that – that uh, know how to get open and, and, um, and kind of get after it. And so, uh, yeah, man, uh, they're the team that scares me the most as a Buckeye fan. Um, they're just, and, and, and some of it, right. Is, is, you know, thinking about um, past bias, like you were talking about with Wake Forest, you know, I talk about past fear. Um, I've seen Sparty and Ohio state title hopes a couple times in my lifetime. And those games are within my top five to top 10 of most painful losses. Um, and so uh, 1998 and 2015 are not fun memories of us playing Sparty uh, in Columbus, which is where we get them this year. And, uh, and so um, we'll see, we'll see, but I, I like them, you know, as, as, as someone who just likes college football, I like them. I think they're good. Um, I absolutely could see them. Uh, being number two uh, in the in the rankings uh, tomorrow night. Um, here's here's my prediction for how the rankings are going to shake out the top six. All right, I think it's going to go number one Georgia. I think it's probably going to go number two Sparty. Uh, I think, and I hate this. It's going to go three Alabama. I think Oklahoma is going to be four, and then I think Cincy is five on the outside looking in, and then I think Oregon's going to be six. I don't think Ohio State's even going to be in the top seven. Um, okay. Uh, I think when 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 the committee gets together and and um, and we see what what they say. So, um, yeah. if Ohio State is in the top six, they're going to be putting a lot more weight on game control and how they have looked, right? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, than than even I put on them. So, um, yeah, yeah. I like that. I think um, I was wanting to bring up Cincinnati because they're just such an interesting team to talk about. 
if you're talking about Cincinnati from two weeks ago, I think you have to put them in the the top four, you know, and that's what we're looking at. And we've talked about like if you're an undefeated team like Cincinnati, you just want to be in the four because if you're in the four and undefeated, how can you say that they're not in? And so I yeah. think them being at a five gives it this like you're there. Which it's an interesting, interesting thought because I have them. You know, I have them at three, but it's really Alabama is going to be top four. I mean, they're good. It's also a name thing. Like it, it is. Yeah. And like it's it's not like they wouldn't be. They're not like they. It's not like they can't play. It's not what like I'm saying. It's just a right. We're talking about like top teams, and we get very focused on who's in the top four. Like we're going to give the nod to an Alabama versus Cincinnati, and their strength of the schedule has been harder. So I get that. Sure, I, I, I could I could definitely see all that. I think Cincinnati, where they put them, will be very telling. Them and Michigan State, yeah. I think, will be very yes. telling of of how they're focusing on this. Because the AP voters have been putting Cincinnati high, but I think also because we really want a non-Power 5 team in there. And Michigan State's probably been too low. So I think that's what I'm very curious to see. Because we know who's number one going to be, but where are Georgia and Cincinnati in all this? So, and then that being said, within that too, I mean, who... When we talked about it, it's Michigan, Michigan State and Ohio State. I mean, as a fan, like, do you feel like Michigan's really going to push you guys at all yet? Do you feel like there's like it's it's so interesting? I mean, like, other than Michigan State, like, do you think there's any other team that can really push Ohio State for the Big Ten title? So here's here's a couple things I'm looking at. I'm, I'm obviously probably there's, there's probably a couple things I'm going to turn a blind eye to and that I don't even realize. Right. So like, let's just go ahead and acknowledge my scholar colored glasses, but um, neither, uh, neither MSU or U of M have very good pass defense. And I would say that while both of them have been great running the ball between the tackles, um, it doesn't feel like they've been super great outside the tackles. It doesn't feel like they've been, uh, had much of passing offense. I, I know I, what I said about Sparty, they've got a couple wide receivers that, that can make plays. Um, and so they may, they may make some plays. Our defense is, is clearly not, uh, not the best. Um, we do have six defensive touchdowns on the year including a streak where we went four pick sixes, four games of the pick six in a row. Um, but man, I, I find it hard to believe that if, if, um, if Ohio state is playing uh, clean offensive football, I mean, on, on Saturday night, they had seven procedural penalties on the offense. Um, and so you can say, Oh, we struggled with Penn state, but we had, you know, we had seven times where we shot ourselves in the foot. You, you drop that down to two, right? Which maybe, you know, maybe one or two is average for any given team, any given game. Then I, I do think Ohio State easily surpasses 45 points in that game on Saturday night. Um, and so I, I just, I, I think that that's where I go. If the Buckeyes are playing clean on offense, uh, I'm not sure that, that, Either um, either of those teams have the secondary to hang um, with our big play receivers. 
that being said, again, our defense not great, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's like you said. I think that matchup with Michigan State for y'all because the the strength of the teams are you're going with two different styles of play. And so I think yes. that's what makes it so interesting. And and for me, like when you look at the big 10, it's just, we've been focusing on this. I just, I thought Iowa was strong, at least had a good enough offense to like hang around. And I was just really, it's not just that they lost, but just to, to, to lost losing the way they did. It just was really deflating of like what they could do. And Wisconsin's bringing it up, but it's just, it feels like a little too late for them to really do anything. I mean, they can make like right now. It feels like who's going to represent, but for me in, in right. the big, in the Big Ten, for y'all, it's like who comes out of the East is really the that's the that's the champion because like that's clearly the best team. Well, and you know who's in sole possession of first place in the West right now? Do you know? Because I'm looking at the show notes. I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Golden Gophers without yeah. Ibrahim. Without the what, who could have been the best running back in the country before the emergence of uh, Kenneth Walker? So, um, man, it's crazy over there in the West. It's like you're coastal. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I don't even know what's happening in the coastal right now. We got um, we got coastal chaos, and we got the wild wild west. Yep, I mean it's <laughs> that's really that's what you love about college football is that. Things can move and stay, and you think it's going to change, and then here we are again. And here we are. Same old, old friend, old friend, coastal <laughs> chaos and wild, wild west. That's right. That's you know, right. It's, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. ACC Coastal, I mean, I think it's still Pitt. They're just, they, even though I know they just lost to Miami, they've been the most consistent team. And, Kenny Pickett, I think, is the best shot of winning player of the year in the in the coastal. I mean, in the uh, ACC, absolutely. So, I mean, but it's just it's very interesting to think of like we could have a Wake Forest Pittsburgh like ACC championship <laughs> game, and no disrespect to either of them, it's just it's just not the norm, right? You know, Pittsburgh's been there before, but it's not the norm for that. So it's kind of cool to see that. I was a little bummed to to see. Pittsburgh not play as well against Miami, but yeah. this freshman, this freshman, I didn't really get to watch you for much, but I mean, to lead went like I said before, to beat NC state and Pittsburgh on the road. I yeah. mean, we got to pay attention. I, I think he could, up, be, right? he could be very interesting with, um, with them there. So, and then of course you have the big 12 who, I feel like that everyone keeps trying to jockey to beat Oklahoma, but then they keep beating themselves and so you're just like well yeah guess it's gonna be oklahoma again which i mean they're they're good like it's just it, it iowa state you win big one over oklahoma state and then you lose to west virginia so i don't i don't know right. what to do with you you know what i mean it's just it, it's just kind of that back and forth it's and true. it's true so we kind of get left with these same few teams but it, it's 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 different this year which is nice it's a nice different it's not a different i love but i know for everyone in college football that they love it um but going into the heisman we we t- wanted to, to talk about that briefly before um we wrap up this week this is you know we've talked about this being the most all over the place heisman of we just don't even fully there's not a clear cl- front winner 
or leader right now. And usually at this point in the season, there's usually like one or two, or you kind of starting to know who yeah. are the finalists. And we know, but I mean, who would you say are your like know. top couple? You know, if, if I had to pick four, yeah, right? Like, which is your kind of average number of finalists. I don't think I could nail it down to four and feel confident. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wrote down talking about, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six guys that I'm like, yeah, all six of these guys could absolutely be invited to New York. Uh, and I'm certain that I'm leaving somebody out. Right. Like, uh, I think, I think after Walker's five touchdown game mm-hmm. against a, a pretty stout run defense, Wolverine top rag defense. Right. Um, I kind of feel like he's got to be number one. I know that's not what Vegas says, but I would, I would put him at number one right now. Um, he's leading the country in rushing, and he just dropped five touchdowns, you know, in, in a, an amazing win. He put the team on his back. Um, then right there, and it's literally pick the, – the next five are all quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, pick the order. Like, I mean, that's a coin flip. Do you go with Bryce Young? Um do you go with CJ Stroud? Do you go with Matt Corral? Do you go with Sam Hartman? Do you go with Kenny Pickett? Right? Like all of those guys, it just, you know, put a blindfold on and throw a dart at the wall and whichever mm-hmm. one you hit first, sure. Put them in the second spot. It doesn't matter. Um, they're all playing really good football. And uh, I think they all have a, they all got a, a, a an argument to be there at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you who has shot up the, uh, the odds that I don't agree with. And I think it's ridiculous that we're talking about it is Caleb Williams. Um, that feels like no one is doing their research. Um, you know, Caleb Williams in the, what, two and a half games he's played two and a half, maybe three and a half. Maybe, I think yeah. Like two and a half. yeah. Maybe that much. Um, you know, has, I mean, he's got more turnovers than like Stroud does in the last six games. So it's like, he doesn't take care of the football in, you know, in, in a league that doesn't play defense. So how can you put this guy up there when he does not have the body of work? Um, it's Vegas. What are you doing? It's the high. Yeah. It's the highs and moment of winning over Texas, but then, which is really exciting. One of the best games of the year, but then it's like, how good is Texas? Right. And then, and I think if you're not starting the first half of the year, no, you're saying you can't have a good year, but you can't be, can't be in the Heisman. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. It's really hard to, to not say Walker. I know that there's all those other picks. And, and, and like we said, I wouldn't like necessarily disagree with, if you would say anybody else, the problem is for me is, I want to say by default it's Walker, but it's like a guy like Matt Corral, for example, like he puts up numbers, but then he's had a couple of big games where he just has not shown up. And then he got hurt, you know, in this last week. So it's like, okay, well maybe not him. Kenny Pickett. I mean, I was kind of joking at first just because I want an ACC guy, but then now he's had some (laughs) signature stuff and he's putting up points, but then you lose to Miami and throw a couple picks and you know, you can't win without some losses because the individual award. Sure. And Sam Hartman, he's been playing fantastic, but then it's like, okay, still waiting for them to beat. Like, if they go and beat Clemson and, 
and he throws for 400 yards. Yeah. And it's like, you have that, you just have to have that kind of moment. And I think for Walker, him on Saturday against Michigan was, it was dominant. And I think if he, if they go in, I think if they go in and beat, I mean, I don't want to say it like this, but if they, if this happens, Kenneth Walker, if Kenneth Walker goes in, scores a hundred yards, scores a touchdown against the Buckeyes, I think he wins the Heisman because of what yeah. that means. That what he means to that team and oh, what yeah. it means. You know what I mean? It's like it's hard. And I know we love quarterbacks in this, but he is that guy's offense. Like they, it's built he around is. getting in the football. So, but like I said, this year it's very hard. It's one of the harder years. It really like, is to vote yeah. for it. So I. That's what it's just an interesting conversation because you're like, you don't necessarily feel great about a lot of these guys, but somebody's going to end up winning it. So let's <laughs> talk about it. And I think yeah. there's a lot of football left to be played too. That's the whole thing is it's like, there's still a lot more, a lot more to be played. Yeah. So, Clearly November, it feels like this year is going to be bigger uh, in terms of just the, the weight of it, the impact of it. Um, mm-hmm. than, than a lot of other Novembers. I know we always we joke about, hey, November is for contenders and those sorts of things, but but I think this is really, you know, you look at you look at the schedules of a lot of these top teams and and a lot of folks are backloaded in their schedules. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean it's gonna be a pretty pretty incredible uh pretty incredible like time coming up here so um i'm i'm beyond intrigued (laughs) yeah yeah i like it um okay so as as i I agree too yeah i agree too i'm just looking at the last um as we're wrapping up uh as we're wrapping up the for next week um we have one ranked on rate matchup so just quickly i just want to go with you just go with your gut how you feeling auburn texas a&m 12 versus 13 at Texas A&M, A&M's a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like in that game? I like Auburn. I think Bo Nix keeps it rolling. Yeah. The, the, the guy who's been a punchline, I think Bo Nix keeps it going. I th- here's another one I'm really intrigued by. It's Sparty playing at Purdue. Yeah, I saw that too. Coming off a big emotional win uh, at home. Golly, mm-hmm. Purdue loves to take care of those folks. I know, and Purdue, <laughs> and Purdue, like they were just ranked not that long ago. Purdue, Purdue, don't sleep on Purdue. They're only a three point favorite on the road. Like yeah. it is a big slip up spot as you're looking for the rest of the rest of the year. It's yeah, I, I honestly like Auburn too. I, I know ugh, it's just hard to trust A and M. Which you know you're going to get with them. But yeah, I, I, I like Auburn too. And I think Bonix is starting to starting to turn it around. But I think Michigan State gets it done, but I think it's gonna be really close. Like uncomfortably, I think it's gonna be uncomfortably close for them. I mean, Purdue's got back to back, they got Sparty, and then they come to Columbus. That's a rough, that's a rough stretch if you're a boilermaker. Yeah, it's not not super fun, but another fun weekend of college football. So well, man, awesome. I'm excited. Well, thanks for, thanks for joining us, man. And thanks for, thanks for listening. Y'all we really enjoyed it. Hopefully yeah, we'll absolutely talking after 
another set of good games. We're looking forward to it. So remember, like, subscribe to the podcast. And for now, we are signing off.